Went to uh, the Cowboys game last week. Yeah. You went to a game? I did. I did. My uh, my oldest brother, who lives in Portland, uh-huh. his wife surprised him with a weekend down here in Dallas. Okay. And it was, it was actually really creative. She had a bunch of envelopes, and so he would he brought his oldest son with him. And so he'd open the envelope. They'd go do some sort of activity. Well, one of the activities was go to a Cowboys game. So it was my oldest brother. It was all, all three of my brothers. Uh-huh. Uh, my oldest brother, his oldest son. My second oldest brother, his two oldest sons. Me and my oldest son. And then my younger brother, my dad. We all went to the Cowboys game. Y'all are super rich, by the way. Yeah, I was just yeah. doing the math in my well, head. It's a lot of money, and, which I have. Uh, <laughs> no, that, there, there's a couple of points that, that why I bring this up. Number one is the the cost. Oh, oh my, my gosh. God. You got to take out a second mortgage yeah. to go to these games. And we weren't down low. We were up in the – we were upset with the Angels. <laughs> we were way up there, which – Actually, at football, I, I've decided at baseball, you want to be as close as yeah. possible. Basketball, yeah. you want to be as close as possible. Football, actually, there's some advantages to sitting. You can kind of see everything happen. Now, yeah. yes, of course, being close is great. But yeah, you can see the top of this. You can see inside the big yeah. board. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. The video board. <laughs> no, so we actually, so we could see the whole field, and wow. then the screen was just right in front. I mean, it was oh, yeah. wild, yeah. that screen. So, but yeah, like I said, you got to take out a second mortgage to get at these games. Parking is no joke. It was like forty bucks to park. Something uh, my, like that. my brother got a little bowl of nachos and a Dr Pepper. It was twenty five bucks. Oh yeah. I mean, it's just. Oh yeah. Jerry is just hand I, over fist, oh, making it. money. I had a buddy got a burger, and granted, it had like brisket on it. It was one of those. It was like a hamburger, and then it had like brisket, and then it had. But I think it was like a thirty five dollar <laughs> burger. Yeah. Yeah, Jerry, he makes money doing anything. So that was one observation. Another observation was just how funny people adult are. people are. Like you've got grown men, and this may be, maybe this is a good question for you. At what age does it start being weird <laughs> to, number one, wear a jersey, <laughs> and number two, be an absolute raving fanatic yeah. for a professional sports team? Yeah. Because that's what I was, and, that, yeah. and especially in that section, right? You're up there with the, you're up there with some interesting folks. Yeah. And it, the, the, the mentality to be that fanatical about other human beings yeah. throwing a football around is just yeah, it's just a funny concept. So, um, so it was weird. I, I agree with you on all of those. Like, I agree that look, as a grown man, should you be wearing the name and number of another grown of a man? dude half your age? <laughs> yeah, like ah, gosh. Um, and then two, I, I do understand though, because there's been a handful of games that like I've been at or watched that it was like, dude, I'm, I'm pretty into this. And like, it's pretty good feeling when like your team does something like yeah. extraordinary or like last minute win. like I've seen some of those where it's like really fun to be a part of. And then there's a cool element of community. Like when you're around those people and you okay, you know what? <clears throat> You know what it was? It was a Stars game a couple years ago. Um, we went to a playoff game, and I went with a buddy, with my son and my buddy and his son. And I remember having Luca on my shoulders. He had his son on his shoulders. We stood the whole – it was an overtime period. And literally, man, it was wild. And it was so fun and, like, high-fiving and people that I didn't know. So, I, I understand that aspect of no, it. No, I'm not saying I'm not guilty of it. I'm just saying it's it's lunatic behavior. It's if cr- you think no, about it. No, it's insanity. <laughs> it's insanity. Um, 
but yes, that's where it, it's just weird to me. And the other thing too, that like reason part of the reason I don't go to games one is because I can't afford them because I'm poor. Because <laughs> you're not you're poor. Not rich, man. I'm poor. <laughs> um, is also like just the nonsense that people mm. feel like they need to spew out yeah. information that they don't know what they're talking right. about. Yeah. So it's hard too because it's like I don't have a ton of empathy for that stuff mm-hmm. when like people are arguing over like. Two people are arguing because, and neither one of them are right, and it's just nonsense. <laughs> right. yeah. And you see that at Cowboys games, which Cowboys, I think, came in at like third or fourth most like fans that are most likely to fight at a home game. Oh, I saw tons of Instagram reels on Cowboys oh, fights dude. before we went. I, th- yeah. I thought for sure I, mean, I was going to Maybe we were three, but yeah. we're up at the top, like yeah. in, in, in the league. And it's like, you're willing to fight over something like that? <laughs> well, alcohol doesn't help. But regardless, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's testosterone, it's oh, alcohol. Oh, it's crazy, it's, yeah. crazy, yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's just, well, in that stadium, too, another takeaway is it, they definitely built more for looks as opposed to function. Yeah. I mean, getting out of there was a nightmare. If there had been some sort of fire or we had to escape, oh. mass, you know, oh. for, for whatever bad. reason, there had been – 50,000 people dead. Yeah. I mean, it, you can't get anywhere fast in yeah. that stadium. No. Um, form over function, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. So, it, it, but the, the whole... Was the game good? What, what, come, yeah, who so was they... It? Who did they play? The, the Texans. So, oh, yeah. gosh. So, they, it shouldn't that have been a game. Rough. It shouldn't have been a good game at all. <laughs> but it ended up being yeah. a decent game. And, yeah. you know, the 98 I mean, it goes down to the last play. Yeah. That game last, yeah. yeah. So, that, that was, was exciting. Did yeah. you stay to the end? We did. Oh. We did. I would say five is a little, yeah, five is a little young. Potentially, he got bored pretty pretty quick. He's used to watching the game by, he'll have a football and he'll throw it in the air, he'll run, he'll kind of like at home and just kind of. But when he's got to sit in a copy on what he sees on TV. But when he's got to sit in the, that's a different game. So he didn't. And like you said, snacks are way too expensive to hold him over. Yeah. So (laughs) he had fun, but it. It wasn't. I mean, he would rather watch a game at home where you yeah. can be doing other things. Yeah. Anyway, uh, but yeah, it was just it just struck me because we do that with a lot of things. We do that with politics. Yeah. We do that with just how fanatical yeah. we are susceptible to being yeah. about certain things. Yeah. And and otherwise logical adult male and female people who are normal, you know, <laughs> whatever they do in their normal everyday life. Throw all caution in the wind when it comes to sports. Yeah. Think about how many people they're legitimately affected. And I even yeah. like being look, I'm a I'm a Cowboys fan. Like of all organizations I played with, like that is the team that that like I root I root for every week and I watch most every week. And um and like even like the subtle impact that it makes on my like psyche for the either that day or even like the next day, I'm like, oh man, that sucks. But like some of these people, it ruins their week. Yeah, you're yeah. letting that, yeah. which should have zero impact on mm. what you do professionally or personally, zero, <laughs> zero. Yeah. You're letting carry over yeah. into. But again, we do that with everything. I know. It, we get so I involved know. in these in these teams, uh, whether it's politics or sports or whatever. We get so involved that it, you're right. It and it, it's been a long time. I, I don't think I, sports ever ruined my week, but I, there was certainly a time when I was younger where it would ruin my day. And I was upset for the day when I played, but yeah, but I played, but now yeah. it's like, yeah, whatever, you know, like, like Brazil lost a couple yeah. weeks ago in, in the world cup, which is a major tournament. And you're having grown men literally in tears. Yeah. They're shown on TV. Cause that's how yeah. passionate they are about it. Yeah. I cried up the green Bay game. 
Oh, you did. Well, you played in the game, so it's different. It, it, that's your job. Oh, you're talking about the fans were crying. Yeah, the fans were crying. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, yeah. not the okay. players. Yeah, the players, okay. it's their livelihood. That's yeah. what they do. Got it. Okay. I know about fans. I'm starting to feel bad They're... about myself. I was like, dude, <laughs> no, 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 no. Should no. I have not been like emotionally <laughs> invested in these games? <laughs> no, I'm talking about fans okay. are literally okay. in tears because oh, the team yeah. lost. Oh, yeah. So, anyway, yeah. it's just, it was just a funny, it's just a funny, if you look at it from, if you go in there it, it, almost thinking like it's, you're a scientist and these are a bunch of lab rats, yeah. it's a funny, it's just a funny perspective. No, really, like you think about it. Like if you if you were an alien and you came down to this planet, <laughs> and you watch, and the, that's yeah. your first experience is Cowboys Stadium yeah. at a Cowboys game, and you like look at these individuals, you're like, yeah, hard pass. Let's go to the next place. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that's why. And this is another another discussion, but that's why I think it upsets a lot of people when politics get involved with sports yeah. because. That day, for that three hours, there wasn't a care in the world outside yeah. of that stadium. Yeah. Now, you can argue if that's good or bad, but yeah. nobody was thinking about, you know, recession. Nobody was thinking about... Uh, well, I, I, did, I guarantee you... Some well, of those, maybe in their wallet, when yeah. They, when they, but they, they were still spending money like 18, crazy. $18 beer that they <laughs> no. were thinking about recession. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they were oh. talking about inflation. <laughs> like the, these prices are crazy, but they weren't worried about troubles at home. Yeah. They were totally focused on what was going on in the yeah. game. And again, that's... It's a different conversation, but that's why it sometimes sucks when politics get involved. Yeah. It's like, this is the one opportunity to just shut just your brain off yeah. and just enjoy it. Yeah. And it'd be nice to escape. I get enough of that, you know, else, the yeah. 99% of my other life. Yeah. So anyway, it's just, a, it was a funny, a funny experience, but it was, it was a good time. It, good. it was more fun than I remembered because I haven't been to a game in probably seven or eight years. To a Cowboys game. Okay. And it was more fun than, and again, it may have been partly just because it was my son's first time to be yeah, there. And, and your brothers. Right, and I right. mean, that, it, that sounds like a was, really, really cool yeah, it was afternoon. A, it was a great time. And it wasn't like the nice thing, but that was a, mm. uh, it was a 12 o'clock game too, right? That's, that's the other thing is you're dedicating because we, you know, from my house to the stadium is about an hour. Yeah. So we left the house at nine. Yeah. To get to my brother's hotel to then drive over to the stadium to get there at 11. Didn't get home till five thirty. It's a whole day. That's a you're dedicating. How hard did you sleep? Your entire day. I yeah, I slept. Cooper is the one. My son is the one that slept like an absolute oh, rock. He was yeah, he was exhausted. Yeah. But yeah, you're dedicating a lot of time to yeah. it. So, yeah. um, that story didn't really have anything to do with what I wanted to talk about today. But it was just a fun fun experience. Um, I wanted to talk about something today that I think lately's gotten a lot of attention. Just based on some of our cultural We already talked about Liver King. Yeah, Liver King. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, I want to talk about the concept of truth and what is truth. Yeah. Because for the longest time, it was there's things that are true and there's things that are false, and that's the way it is, no matter how you feel about it. What I'm starting to at least wrap my head around is that, yes, there are there is truth, and let's label that objective truth, things that you can prove with facts and data. Yeah. But then there's a second layer, and maybe it's not fair to call it truth. Yeah. But there's things that have more nuance to it. Yeah. That are more lived experience. Mm. And for that person, it feels like the truth. Yeah. For example, someone that grows up in inner city somewhere, and they have a certain experience with law enforcement. Their truth to them, depending on that experience and the interactions that they had and the stories that they were told, yeah. the truth to them could be 
that law enforcement is out to get me and not here to help me. Yeah. Is that true from an outsider's perspective? Maybe, maybe not. But for that person, that is a actual experience that they're going through, and that is as true to them as anything. Yeah. And so, again, maybe it's not fair to call that truth, but I also think about, you know, the transgender issues that we're going through right now and living your truth. And you hear that phrase, and at first, again, the conservative side of me is like kind of recoils a little bit and thinks there's no such thing as your truth. There's truth and there's not truth, untruth. But when I do dig a little bit more into it, I do think for that person, that experience, that is true to them. Yeah. And so, again, maybe it's different definitions and different words, but I don't yeah, know. What's your, think, what's your thoughts all that yeah, word vomit? Yeah, so I think there's different categories, right? Is it, you, I think you're on to it. Like, is it fair to call it truth to categorize it the same as truth, like an objective truth? Um, because... I think when you, when you're talking about humans and you're talking about behavior, it's hard to call it a truth, right? One way or the other. Um, I think, and again, this is uneducated meathead perception, but um, anything anything that shows different results in the same controlled environments. It's really kind of hard to call it a truth. Um, there's biology. There's legitimately, doesn't matter what you do, and you talk about this gen, this transgender deal, it's like no matter what you do, you can call it what you want. You can, you can say it's, this is your truth, whatever. Either you are a male or a female, or you are a male or a female that transitioned to something else. Right. It, is or, it, it, it is what it is. Like, there's no arguing over that. You can say, I was born the wrong gender. Okay, so you were born a male, and you choose to transition to a female. Like, that's your choice. Fine, but don't label it something else that, like, it, it was untrue that I was born a male. No, you had a penis. You had testicles. So, sorry, you were a male. You have the chromosomes that match a male. That's science. Mathematics, right? It is what it is. A, a math problem is what it is. You can't say two plus two equals five because it does not. Mm -hmm. So there's that. There's like geography, right? Like certain physical sciences that it is what it is. Now, when you layer in the behavioral aspect of it, and I was talking about different results, same controlled environment, that's where you're now leaning on more of not generalities, but like, okay, statistically, it is saying it is... It could be this. So, like, if you're, if you were to say, like, put a hundred people in in, the, in a room and then run them through an experience, every single person is going to have something different. That becomes behavioral, and that is environmentally influenced by, you know, something prior to that actual occurrence, right? Yeah. And so that's where it's hard to say, okay, yeah, I can't necessarily classify that if that's a true. That's a you can categorize that as truth or not untruth. That's where the nuance comes into it. Because I think when you inject humans in decision-making, individual decision-making, that's where truths become a little bit gray. Mm -hmm. Because, hey, whatever decision you made, I was forced into this. Like your example of uh, law enforcement. My truth is that all cops are bad. No, that's not a truth. Mm -hmm. Your experience has led you to believe that. But law enforcement, that's not the truth for everybody. Like, unfortunately... 
the crappy law enforcement people that did what they did to get you to believe that, that was a behavioral choice that is different from somebody somewhere else in the same same scenario. Right. So it's hard to say all law enforcement's bad from where I'm from. Well, that's that's also not true. Right. Like you can't you can't put it in that truth. Like, hey, look, my experience has led me to be led me to believe that I need I need to build trust with law enforcement before I can think of them positively. Okay. But you can't generalize and say the truth is is cops are bad. Yeah. Because of my experience. Right. What about, I mean, there's thousands and more examples of cops being good than cops being bad. Right. Yeah, this was a big deal two years ago. Yeah. Three years ago. After Cancel the George the Floyd ra- riots. Cancel yeah. police. Yeah. Defund the police. This was, everybody was saying the police are systemically racist and, you know, because of their certain experiences. In 2022, I don't see evidence of that. I see ramifications of a time where the system was potentially a racist system. I don't think it is today. And so that's where it gets messy is is past experience. Yeah. You talk about, you talk about people, South central LA in the early nineties, you you think that they had a good perception of police. I mean, there was corruption. There was, there was a bunch of stuff, Mm -hmm. but also as a police officer in South central LA in the early nineties, they're getting murdered at a rate that is like never seen before. So their experiences lead them to believe anybody in this neighborhood that comes at me aggressively or combats, then now my life's in danger too. So there's all these nuances like that you it's 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 hard to say like yes or no or like you're that or this is this or generalize your people are like that or your people are like that. Like you can't do that because there's so many different experiences and the amount of the amount of things each side sees, right? Like, so let's just say somebody in Southside Chicago, like their perception of police officers because of the, the horrid things that they've seen police officers do. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I understand it. You can't claim it to be truth, but I understand your perception of it. But then police officers, it's the same thing. The amount of abuse and horrible things that they see going out on calls, like, you're telling me that they should be immune to having less faith in just people in general because all they constantly are seeing, it's like what we've talked about in the past in social media, right? Like you see these things and your mind gets warped because you're chasing all these just like unrealistic or terrible or drama-filled or hate-ridden, all these things. Like, yeah, you're going to start to think that because your mind is being influenced. Your mind's being influenced by experiences that you have. So for them to say... You know, all the people that live in this area, Southside Chicago, are evil. That's not right. Yeah. But I understand when you say, hey, like, my guard is up. If I'm going into a place because there was a domestic abuse call because whatever, like, I'm, I'm a little bit worried. Or there was a robbery or there was something. Like, my, my alarm is up because of the things that I've seen. Yeah, I've learned a couple of neuroscientists talk about we, we, we default to binary decision-making yeah. from a survival perspective because it's easier. Yeah. Oh. You, you don't have time to be thinking through all the nuances. Yeah. You've got to make a choice and you've got to go. Yeah. And so our brain that evolved in that time period uh-huh. is now trying to deal with 2022 situations <laughs> and what's easier to do. Yeah. What's easier to say? All cops are racist 
Okay. Or no, there are certain cops that are racist, but yeah. this experience may not be different than that. What's easier to do? Yeah. It's easier to say all cops are racist right. or the system is rigged or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And it also it doesn't help that that can also aid me in some ways because it gives me a reason for the situation it's that bigger, I'm in. It's a bigger platform. Right. right. If we generalize and we attack an entire community, mm-hmm. like stereotype an entire community, then the problem seems bigger. Now, now people are going to notice it because I'm generalizing everybody. Yeah. And now what if we said like all Russians are murderers because, you know, a handful of, of military went and invaded Ukraine mm-hmm. or because their leader is who he is. Right. Right. Not all Russians are bad. Not all Russians are murderers. But if you say that now, attention is going to come to whatever that, uh, whatever the goal of that that comment is, and it's like, oh, all Russians are murderers. Like now, let's pay attention, and maybe change will be enacted. Because no doubt, those claims that all cops are racist, there was change that happened. Yeah. There was additional trainings. There was new body cams put on. Like things that maybe are necessary, like to make sure that like the law enforcement community has some regulations on them. But then also like training to equip them that also happened. Yeah. Like so that they can actually perform better and they themselves can stay safer. Yeah, that, that situation, at least in my lifetime, brought more awareness than any of us have ever had before. Yep. And you're right. There were some positive changes that were made. Yeah. Not go, that not that I would go back and do it that way. Sure, sure. It, you would like to think there was a different way, but yeah. sometimes, unfortunately, yeah. loud, crazy ideas yeah. are rewarded. Yeah. And that's what's required to inspire. Because you don't change. None of us change unless we're forced to. Right. And getting uncomfortable usually forces that well, change. Well, I would say, I would say <laughs> the. Um, lack of a better term, the advanced will change without being forced to. That you, If you choose to change to stay ahead of something, yeah, I think that's, that's, that's very the, few. That's the traits, though, <laughs> yeah. right, of, yeah. of those that, that are able, able to accomplish things yeah. that others can't. The majority of the time, a situation yes. is what changes that's right. us. Yeah, yeah. A discomfort of some sort yep. enables us to, yeah. to make some change. So I guess the question is, and maybe, maybe the transgender – issue is is more applicable to this question when it comes to truth how does not being able to agree on certain truths how does that affect us as a society and if you want to take the transgender example if you just look at one individual person who really feels in their heart i was born a certain way but i just everything in me feels like I'm something else. Yeah. And I have empathy for that. I actually used to train a lady, her, and I, I, I apologize that I never get this right. Her son, no, her daughter, I'm sorry. Her daughter really felt that she was a man and, and yeah. eventually tra- transitioned into yeah. becoming a male. So her trans son, again, I, for, I, I apologize. I forget how it's Technically supposed to be set, yeah. but so and just speaking with her and knowing I'm offended, that. By the way, yeah, I'm Super sure you are. Offended. Yeah, and, and just knowing the the just the heartache that that yeah. brought for the for the daughter, just yeah. having to go through life that way, and and in this specific situation, yeah. I don't see how it's a problem to let her live out the way that she wants to. No, live No, and out. I don't think that that's and, and the I, case. I, yeah, and let me and let me and let me continue on that thought. 
from an individual perspective, I don't see how that's a problem. Yeah. I guess what, again, the more conservative side of my mind thinks is on an individual specific basis, maybe that's not a problem, but what happens whenever that gets repeated yeah. and, it, and it starts becoming, because we know kids, they're malleable. Yeah. And if one person is brave enough to say that they're a certain way, you know the other kids are going to, in fact, they're starting to see, is this, a, is this truly, are we, do we really have more transgender children than ever, or is it more of a social contagion? Yeah. Because they're finding friend groups, eight, nine, ten girls are all doing this together now. Yeah. Is that truly how they feel inside, yeah. or is that, so again, this is a more complicated yeah. discussion than we're qualified to have, I guess, yeah. as parents, as, you know, members of society, how does that affect us if we can't agree on certain truths? Yeah, and I, it, and that's a great point. And I think I think you hit it on the head. Um, I just think when when someone is throwing around the word truth to a lot of these scenarios that we've discussed, now you're just discrediting the word, and now the word just doesn't mean what it's meant right. to mean. Right. I, I don't I don't think culturally like yes I think yeah like you said conservative or hey like what what we what we believe the like our faith or the Bible tells us right what is what is right and what is wrong um, but I, I would say a majority and a, a large majority of our country does not have a problem look if you if you like, hey, I I just I feel like okay, I was born a girl and I just feel like I connect more with men or I really want to be more of a man because like I find women attractive or or whatever. Um is I don't think people have a problem with that. Yeah. Like look, if you choose, if you choose that like, hey, I'm transgender and I I am switching or I'm whatever, but it's, it's when, when that then becomes, it should be the norm and it, and it is the truth. And it is like all these concrete, this concrete language, and then also forceful acceptance of like, no, you have to accept the fact that I'm a woman. No, I can't because scientifically you are a male. Like if you could impregnate, of, or if you could have a baby, then yes, I would acknowledge that you are a female because biologically that is the case. But I think the problem is, is there, there has become this like this overcorrection because I do think that there was a period where it was, it was unaccepted and, I, and I'm still kind of like trying to navigate that because like I personally, I'm like, look, you, if that makes you happy and you do you, yeah. I don't agree with it, but it's not my job to tell you you can or can't do that. I think in the past, there's been more of the like, hey, you're going to be condemned. You need to be outside of, you know, you can't live with the normal people. Like you're, you know, extricated. Like, I don't think that that's right either. Um, but what, what's happened is this pendulum has swung and now it's being forced into regularity that like that is the norm. And statistically yeah, it's, it's such a small, small percentage, percentage. Yeah. but it's like, you can't, you can't sit here and say the truth is I was born the wrong sex. What? So then let me just, and these are the arguments I have. So, Oh, you were born the wrong sex. So you're saying God made a mistake. 
no, there is no God. Well, you, you just said you were made wrong. You were made the wrong sex. So somebody, somebody decided that. So, like, genetics didn't just guess wrong. Like, you're saying, and so for me, it's like, look, just say what it is. Like, I just choose, I just choose, I'm not attracted to the opposite sex. I'm attracted to this, and I feel like I want to transition into something different than what I am right now. Just say that, and I think that there's going to be a lot more like, okay, man, you do you. Yeah. Yeah, I think you and I differ a little bit in our feelings about where it originates. It sounded, at least with that statement, it sounded like you're saying it's all a choice, whereas I disagree. No, 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 no. I don't think it's a choice. Okay. I don't think that, I think, well, one, it is a choice to pursue it. Sure. I'll agree with you with that. It is a choice I, I, to yeah. to follow that, right? Mm-hmm. Because you have to make a call to a doctor. Yeah. You have to sure. go buy those clothes. You have to buy that makeup, whatever it is, right? Now, what I, I do believe in having two gay brothers, mm-hmm. I do believe that there are environmental factors and experiences that lead you to something. So I don't think it was that individual's choice. I think there's circumstances outside of their control. I don't, I can't say one way or the other. I don't know where I stand on like either you're born that way or you're not. Like, I don't know. Like, I honestly, I can't say that for sure. Um, You know, you see these little kids, little five-year-old kids that like, you know, dress up as a girl and Mm -hmm. I've always been this way. I was born that way. I think that there's more environmental factors that are being um, excluded from the conversation that influenced that behavior from an early age either accepted it, encouraged it, um, or totally prohibited it one way or the other. I think that there's environmental factors that, um, that play into the way that someone sees themselves and their preferences. Yeah. I don't think that, I don't know. I would never say, Oh, you just chose like, if you're a homosexual male, I'm like, Oh, you just chose, you love dudes. Like, I don't think that I don't think that that's it's as simple as that. Yeah. I think that there is a lot of a lot of experiences through youth, through adolescence that um, that shift the way that someone thinks of thinks of other things and thinks of themselves that then ultimately lead to the decision to either suppress those feelings or and like and I don't want to say suppress those feelings or change those feelings or it's your, or, okay, hey, this is the path that I'm going on. Yeah. Yeah, I think both statements are too simplified to say you're born this way or it's a choice. That's right. I think both of those are too simple. you You said it really well. I think there's just so much involved early on that can tip the scale. Yeah. I do think you have a tendency one way or the other, meaning I didn't choose or I never made a conscious decision that I know of or at least right. to be attracted to female. I didn't, right. I didn't just think one day, Oh, I'm going to go choose to be attracted to, uh-huh. to her because she's uh-huh. a female. Having said that, I was also raised in a way to be, you know, whether it was conversation. And again, yeah. I don't remember these conversations, but the, the conversations yeah. with my parents were, you know, boys and girls and, yeah. and what we were attracted to. Like, here's an example. Maybe I shouldn't throw this out there. I don't know. We, we share a lot. My son the other day, my five-year-old, 
He said, I want to marry Jacob at school. Jacob's a boy. Yeah. My son doesn't know what he's saying. He's yeah. five. Yeah. So that's where it's, so as a parent, do I truly think he's sexually attracted to Jacob, his friend? No, I don't. Yeah. And so that's the part where it's confusing to me about born with it or not. Yeah. Because he doesn't know what he's saying. Yeah. He's just, he likes his friend Jacob and he, yeah. he's starting to learn what this whole marriage thing is. Like, well, I, like I get Jacob. to hang out yeah. with them all the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that, so yeah. if I had, and I did my best to just, oh yeah, you know, and, and you know, not, not overreact because yeah. think about the parent that overreacts to that. Yes. They said, no son, that's gay. You don't need to be, don't yeah. even say that. Yeah. Then what are you encouraging? That's right. Or the opposite. Yeah. That's awesome, son. Yeah. I love that. You be you. Yeah. If you want to pursue Jacob, you should go do that. Yeah. And maybe I shouldn't throw it. Maybe we should bleep out the other kid's name. <laughs> Sorry. That uh, is actually a code name. His yeah, real that, name's Michael. That's not his real name. His real name's Michael. <laughs> but it does make me wonder. Yeah. Just that dumb, small situation. Yeah. My reaction, what would that, how would that influence my son? That's right. And That's so right. to your point is how do we, how are we raising our kids? Again, I think there's biology involved yeah. that, dis, that, that lean me a certain way because yeah. I had totally, there, there are three, four, five-year-olds that are extremely feminine. I'm like that, that kid is for sure going to grow up to be gay one day because yeah. he's just, that's just who he is. Yeah. But is it that simple? I don't think so. I don't think so. Because what if he now, again, sometimes it is that simple. Yeah. Sometimes they get married to a woman and married 20 years and then all of a sudden they decide yeah. I can't live this lie anymore. Yeah. So it's a very complicated That's what I was saying. Like you can suppress conversation, it hide it. Yeah. You can change it or you can choose that path. I lean more towards though. You are a certain way out of the box. You have a certain tendency out of the box. Yeah. And then environmental factors Man, can influence. I just, dude, there's so much that happens in the first five to 10 years. I mean, think about, and this is an oversimplified version of it. Like for me, I, I literally hate tomatoes, like raw tomatoes. Hate, hate, and mayonnaise. Those two things. Hate them. Can't stand them. Did I choose to not like tomatoes? My brother loves them. Yeah. Loves mayonnaise. We grew up in the same household. Yeah. My preference is no to tomatoes and mayonnaise. Hate mm -hmm. them. I didn't choose it. Yeah. But what happened was early on, there was there there was two things. Is I was forced to eat them until I got sick. <laughs> And so I just like had this right. distaste for him. Right. And then at that point, then I was like, oh, you know what? My parents allowed that continued preference to just, okay, no, I know you don't want mayonnaise on your sandwiches. I know I'm not cutting fresh tomatoes on your sandwich. So there's influence early on that yeah. creates signals, right? That like, I do like it or I don't like it. I never chose that I like tomatoes. But if my parents said like, all right, here, here's what we're going to do. So I'm going to do tomatoes. We're going to throw a little balsamic on it. We're going to throw some mozzarella and some basil. Now, how do you like the tomato? Oh, it's actually not that bad. Yeah. Like I've, I've explored it and then you taste it and then your tastes change. Mm -hmm. But again, it's all about your approach. It's all about delivering as parents. We can't condemn because, and I love that example. We can't be like, oh, don't be gay, son. <laughs> Why are you so gay, bro? <laughs> gay. <laughs> but like, why? Like, and now, if, if he reacted, then he'd feel shame. He'd sure. feel guilty. Yep. He'd feel all those things. And then he's like, so why? Right? Yeah. And then why do I need? So, like, you see both sides of it. You see, like, these people that, these kids that have been shunned for a certain behavior, activity, preference, mm -hmm. pursuit, 
And then they're like, wait a minute. Like, I need to get back here because there's a reason that the forbidden fruit, right, is over here. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that there's that. But then there's the other side, too, that you've got parents that are like, oh, no, Steve, we're going to get you a dress because you we're at the store. We're yeah. going to put you in a dress. Oh, look how beautiful you look in makeup, too. Let's do that. Like, whereas they're, like, encouraging that. Mm-hmm. And as, as a three, four, five, six, seven-year-old, it's, that's a lot to process, yeah. you know? And, like... And you may like those things, but now what does culture say, right? Like, you may still think girls are super cute, and you still may like them. But culture then says, okay, if I wear dresses and I like makeup and uh, I like playing with dolls, then that means I'm gay, so now I'm attracted to boys. You know what I mean? So there's all of these influences that just overcomplicate it to be able to simply say it's this or it's that. That's why when it comes to behavioral and it comes to humans, it's really hard for me to say, like, okay, there's an actual truth to that. Mm-hmm. Like there has to be some sort of scientific to say, yes, it is true or it is not true. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think and therein lies is, is I am of the belief that we have to have certain established truths that we all agree upon yeah. to continue functioning as a well-functioning society. Yeah. And it seems over time we're starting to gray and blur the lines a little bit Yeah, that again, and when I say conservative, I just mean, I have a proclivity to conserve traditions. That's all I mean by it. Whereas other people have a proclivity to push the envelope and be more progressive in their thinking and try new things. To follow feelings over. Right. Yeah. So that's that's the difference in the two. There's progressives, there's conservatives, there's and then there's, you know, extremists on either end. For me it's I default to preservation as opposed to exploring new ideas. Yeah. And so for me, that mentality, that personality that I have sees how we've lived through all of human history. Yeah. And when you start to see, now I'm glad people are pushing the envelope in certain ways. I'm glad because nothing would ever get accomplished if yeah. we didn't have these progressive we have to have progression. mentality, right? We have to have progression. It's just the question is these oh. ones that are running away with progressive ideas and, and damning all truth. Yeah. How does that negatively affect us? And well, again, yeah. from a conservative's perspective, that's that's my concern. Yeah. Now, if I was more of a progressive individual, yeah, I would say, no, this is great. Let's keep leaning into this. Look at look at all this look at all this conservative and tradition has gotten us. It's gotten us a bunch of racism, it's gotten us a bunch of yeah. hard times. We need to keep pushing the envelope. So I, I totally appreciate that there's a whole other aspect yeah. inside of this. And I think when mentality. you're looking at like progression versus like conservative perspective it's me and and i lean towards okay well what what is that leading to what is that progressive action what is that progressive thought um that progressive path what is that leading to and what is what has the past shown us like i'm a big 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 proponent of actually like learning from history like what does it mean so like there's certain things like in the trans community like the depression the, yeah. the struggle that comes with it. Like, okay, aside from, like, all of these things that we're in the battle right now, but, like, man, like, how is your, how is your child doing mentally? Like, are they happy? Like, are they these things? Are all these things that you say that they are, like, really, truly? And, and the data at this point right now, from what I've seen, is not leading towards, like, true joy and happiness and freedom like you thought that it would. Right. And so for me, it's like, all right, let's look at progression, but also let's let's not forget the immense amount of data that we have 
prior. Yeah. And times are different. Things change, and I get it. And maybe in 20 years, like, hey, like, I'm, I'm wrong. But when I look at it right now, and to be overly progressive, like, especially in raising my kids and saying, no, just choose whatever you want. Like, if, son, if you like girls, awesome. If you like boys, even better. If you like stuffed animals, you're weird. I don't know. <laughs> but, like, if if... I am, I am going to, like you, I am going to lean on the side that statistically my child's going to live a happier, more productive life. And that's, that's our job as parents is to decide how to raise them, how to influence them so that they can make that choice yeah. that allows them the opportunity to, to do that. Yeah, without pushing too hard that you're now pressing your thumb. What kills me on. more than anything is when a parent's agenda is pushed on a kid and it damns those kids. Right. Agreed. Like... Yeah, here in Plano, Texas, there's like a transgender strip party for kids. Yeah. And they're out there like lap dancing. Right. Yep. And it's like no four-year-old needs to be seeing yeah. this. Like that has nothing to do with them being successful in life. Just, like, just like taking them. your four-year-old to a, a, a normal strip club would be, you'd be arrested for that. Yes. And somehow we accept it just because yeah. it's, it's an uncomfortable. Yeah, this is a transgender. Okay, come, yeah. Yeah, come tell me I can't do this. Right. And and I'm with you in that, in a in a free country, I think it's up to the individual to choose whatever yeah. it is they want to pursue. Yeah, it's the side of me that starts to my antenna starts going up when it's being pushed on others. Yes, and when it's starting to be trying to pushed as the truth. Yeah, that's when I start to think, okay, well, hold on a second, let's let's think through this. Let's not just follow our feelings all the way here. Yeah. <laughs> Let's yeah, have a little bit of yeah, yeah. some, some logic. Here. Right. Right. Cause that, what I worry about is 30 years from now, yeah. again, as a parent of young kids, what I worry about is whenever they're in their twenties and what is, what does life look like if we continue this way? Yep. And so it's, and I think we need both. I think we need both mentalities working together yeah. as opposed to fighting each other in this particular and we use these are the examples we use but we could use this about a lot of things yeah again what's my main concern is a thriving society yeah for my kids that's my main concern both sides let me be very clear both sides need to be better the conservative side that like condemns you know people that choose lifestyles that are different from them is both sides need to show more empathy for the other side absolutely one is like look you made that choice i don't i'm not in your head like, I cannot say one way or another that you made the right or wrong choice because I'm not in your head and I'm not you. Right. And, I, and I didn't live the life that you lived. You, you walked a path that was very different than me. Even, even if it looked the same, and I could, I could argue that we had very similar paths, I didn't. So for me to make a decision for you, it's not my place. Mm-hmm. Have some empathy. And, and look, that's your choice. And the other side is also like, hey, you're not, you know, a, uh, what's the what's the word like can like not racist, but like towards sexist like trans transgender. Oh. And oh, like uh, bigot. What is that word? What is it? Yeah. I guess bigots a word for it. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. But, but like, Oh, you're this because you're not doing what I do or like it's everybody's free and everybody's born to choose what they want. That's how we were born. We get to choose whatever we want. Like, mm-hmm. I don't agree with that either. Right. Like that's, we've got to be able to like, everybody's going to be different. Everybody's going to have different, but like we've got to find a place where there is a mutual, like general respect as other people as humans, and we just I, I feel like that's lacking right now. Yeah, and I think 
I think most of us, again, you poll people individually. Again, I think most of us are open to new ideas. Yeah. And, yeah, we may not agree with it, but we're okay with you living that, yeah. that way. Yeah. It's just when that gets taken advantage of yeah. and pushed, the envelope gets pushed a little too yeah. far. Here's the last thing in this. I'm not trying to open up a new, a whole new can of worms, but, like, the abortion thing, right? Like, it very much, it's very different in opinions. There's different circumstances, different scenarios that justify both sides. Right. Um, my opinion is that it's less about giving, it's less, I'm less about giving mothers the opportunity, like taking away the opportunity altogether. I'm less about that because if, if, if a mother who does not want to have a child, that's their choice, like that's their choice. Like, I understand that side of it. What I have a really, really hard time with is two things. Is one, to call that not a life. And then two, to then live in a place that forces physicians to do those procedures. Mm -hmm. And to tell them that that's not a life when they believe that that's a life. Because there's been physicians that have been sued because they would not perform that. And by law, in certain certain states, these physicians have to perform um, that procedure. And so, like, I think that's completely wrong, 100% wrong. So, again, like, there's a lot. This is a polarizing argument, yeah, and it messy. comes both ways. Yeah. But ultimately, again, it comes down to, like, I don't agree with your decision to, to terminate that life. I do not. Yeah. Do I think that there's other scenarios? Yes. Are there scenarios where I'm like, I could see why you would do that? Yes. Absolutely. But like, I also, I also, it's, it's also on the physician side and the, and the nurses that like, this is against everything that I am as a person and whether it's faith or whether it's morals or whatever you want to call it, like that I now have to do this that is literally going to affect me mentally for the rest of my life and doing these things. And now you're going to force me to do that or I have to pick another career. Yeah. yeah. Unfortunately, it's, it's impractical and it's not possible probably, but I wish there was a way we could look at all these scenarios on an individual case by case basis. I know that's not reality. Yeah. That's, that's the pipe dream, yeah. but that's, I think where we do get in trouble is when we try to just paint broad brushes and set hard and fast rules when things are require much more thought and nuance yeah. than that. Yeah. So, the heavy one. That was good. Yeah, I think, again, it, it, the lens I see this discussion with and, and when I see society and where we're going, the lens I see it through is what does it look like? What, where is the future headed? Are we going to be the ones that royally screw this up? Yes. Because that's what it seems to be headed towards is that our generation is going to be the ones that are going to create the downfall. And it sucks to think that that, that would be us. That would that would do that, yeah. And so that's my hope with these conversations. You know why have. it's going to be us? What's that? It's because we're not going to change the trajectory, and we're going to allow the generations to come after us to continue making yeah. it worse and worse. Yeah, and that's the thing is is what can be done beyond your family, yeah. beyond your small community. Yeah, just what stop, can stop there? Just. Family. That's and that's my point is before you go save the world, save your house first. Yeah. 
where you go bash we, on social media. Yeah. And I think we've sure we said that probably in, in over and over, and, and it bears repeating. Yeah. Make sure your house is in order. Yeah. You can't save the world until you save yeah. those closest to you. And so, yes, it's daunting, and it's like, well, what can really be done? Well, what can really be done is I got three little lives that are depending on me yeah. and counting on me to show them the way. Yeah. So that's what I can do. I may not be able to do much beyond that or think I can do much beyond that, uh-huh. but I can impact those three little boys that I'm raising. I was talking, it's funny, I was talking to my kids this week um, about Abraham, you know, Abram. Abraham Lincoln? No. Bible. A little further back. A little further back. <laughs> like, you don't think that you can make an influence by, you know, taking care of your family. Like, this is one man who is the father of all of Israel. Yeah. Like one one guy, so you have no idea what your influence, taking care of your family, your kids, what that ultimately turns into thousands of years down the road. Right, you have no idea. Yeah. So just something. To think yeah, about. I mean, think about Martin Luther King Jr.'s yeah. parents. There was one. There was one kid. Yeah. That grew up and did the amazing yeah. things. So you're exactly right. What is your? Yeah. What is your? You know, what is your family? What are your kids? What are they going to do? And that's, you know, that's my focus at least yeah. day in and day out. So, uh, anyway, I'm not sure if we solved anything there, but it was a good, I think it was just a good, because, again, the conservative side of me thinks we have to have truths that yeah. are, that are that we can all agree on yeah. to, be, to be a flourishing society. That, so. There has to be, right? Has there has to be. to be some foundations, but then also understanding that there's nuances. Yeah. And, and, and where can we play stop, with it a little and bit? And stop mislabeling those nuanced scenarios and situations as truth. black or white truth. Yeah. And understanding, I think, I think, again, hopefully this episode, like, we didn't give any answers. We didn't. Mm-hmm. But, like, hopefully you just kind of critically think on how you – how you handle these conversations, how you handle your thought process, your emotions that come when you see these, whether on social media and news or in conversations with, with, you know, peers, it's, it's how you're thinking through these and just making sure that look like if you have a position one way or the other, have the position, that's fine, but just come to a decision. That's right. Nothing pisses me off more than the one person that says like, one thing one day and then another the other day. All that is is you're just a waste that's like just taking up oxygen. That's right. Not as a person, but in those in those conversations. Because look, figure out who you are and actually actually have thought like deep thought. Meditate on hey, what do I really truly think about it? As opposed to just being influenced by other people. Yeah, couldn't have said it better. Uh, have a great Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. You guys as well. I was almost going to sing, but I figured I think no, my gift to y'all I think we're supposed to say to Merry say. Holidays. I think that's the appropriate term. Happy Holidays. No, Merry Holidays. No, it's not Merry. It's Happy. <laughs> Merry is associated with Christmas. If you say Merry we Christmas can't. to me, I'm going to cut you. <laughs> and Happy New Year. Can we say New Year? <laughs> it's so funny. Not to, happy, not to happy, go to Happy January 1st. <laughs> but, you know, we're doing Christmas gifts at work right now. Yeah. And it's like, okay, do I sign it Happy Holidays? Do I sign it oh. Merry Christmas? What do I, well, what I, does this person think? I, hey, I breeze right through it. I don't care. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. All right. I right, appreciate y'all. y'all. Have a good one. <laughs>